I'll be honest, the daytime stuff that I'm looking forward to is more churro and Mickey pretzel based. So... everybody this week's bonus episode of the dcl duo podcast and as always i am joined by the other half of this duo the hostess with the mostest samantha hello brian how are you doing today you still like i i give you all these great intro lead-ins and and we just get a a, how you doing today all right we could again hashtag suggestions for sam's opener (laughs) send them our way all right well oh sam's giving me the middle finger now everyone out there so memorialize that for your bonus episode all right on this week's show we're going to be talking about we've got an upcoming trip to disneyland here at the end of the week for memorial day weekend kind of a last minute trip that we booked it was all sold out and then i found one room available at the grand california grabbed it and we are going as a family to Disneyland this weekend so to be fair we didn't book it like this week or anything we booked it probably about six or seven weeks ago but the resort was already sold out at the time so stay at the Grand Cal heading down for Thursday night heading down for all day Friday Saturday Sunday and Monday flying home late got our dining reservations kind of have our ride ideas sort of but yeah let's talk about planning for this trip Sam are you excited to go back to Disneyland it's been almost a full year since we've been back to Disneyland. I'm super psyched to to go back to Disneyland. I love Avengers Campus. I want to get on Web Slingers again. I want to get back on Rise of the Resistance over in Galaxy's Edge and Disneyland Park. Um, Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm also really excited for the Main Street Electrical Parade, which is back for its 50th anniversary. Yeah, and I'm just excited to finally activate the annual passes that we purchased a little under a year ago now. We got to get them used and in the park before they hit a year or else they're just going to get canceled out on us and we're going to get refunded, which we don't want to do because the annual pass is becoming the dinosaur of Disney. So we love our Disneyland annual passes, even though they are ungodly expensive. So we're excited to get down, get those activated at the park. I'll tell you what I'm least excited for, Genie, Genie Plus. I am not excited to be dealing with Genie Plus on this park visit. I don't know, Sam, have you gotten any insider info on how we're supposed to use this thing in the parks? Because when we were there last, there was no max pass. There was nothing. It was just wait in line or get boarding groups for Web Slingers or Rise. Yeah. So thankfully, we've got our friend Gina who we know through a couple of different podcasts. She she works a lot on the My DVC Points podcast and is also on Plus Platoon with me. She's our producer. And she is a California resident, lives not too far from the parks and has given me a little bit of background and info on how to use Genie Plus. She basically has told me, use it similar to how you used Max Pass in uh, that it works and it works better apparently in California than it does in Florida. So I'm hoping it will be worthwhile. I understand in California, you can't actually use it until you get past the gates, until you scan into the park, which is different than in Florida. In Florida, you can use it, I think, starting at like 7 a.m., regardless of whether you know, you're know you in the parks. So that part is good. And she's given a little bit of strategy on you know which rides to use it that Soren actually does uh, fill up early. But the other thing that's helpful for us is because of Nathan and his disability, we do get the disability access service pass. And so I've already pre-signed up for that. And so we've got two rides on Friday, two rides on Saturday, two rides on Sunday, and two rides on Monday already booked with a 
a one hour window for when we can go to those rides. So there's like a couple of rides I know we'll want to hit. Not all rides are available on the advanced disability access pass. So these are advanced reservations. The regular DAS pass operates very similar to Max Pass. Yeah, I am excited to get back down to some of our favorite rides at Disneyland. A little sad that we missed Soren over California because we did not make it down for food and wine. As hard as I tried, I actually almost booked us a last minute trip within days of the last weekend of food and wine just because I really wanted to go on Soren over California, but did not happen. So we will have to wait a whole nother year. That said, we are getting some hyperspace mountain this time around, which is my favorite overlay for Space Mountain. And I much prefer the Disneyland version of Space Mountain to the Disney World version. Really sad that Pirates will be closed while we are there. It is under refurb, so sad to not be able to get on that one. It's my favorite Pirates ride, probably my favorite classic ride in Disneyland Park. So we'll have to wait until at least July, maybe even our trip we have planned in October before we get to ride Pirates again. But yeah, excited to be back down there. Excited to be back in California Adventure. Can't wait to ride some Incredicoaster and some Radiator Springs Racers and hopefully get on Guardians. So that'll be fun. Uh, and Web Slingers, of course. Avengers Campus is amazing. Food, Sam. Food is always a big thing for us. It's a big deal when we go to Disney. I will say that the one downside of booking the last minute reservation was that the choices for dining at Disneyland are slim pickings. Gone are the days when I could hop on like a month before a trip and get some really fun dining experiences. Uh, If I search for dinner on Saturday night for the last several weeks, the only option that comes up is Storyteller's Cafe. Literally everything else is fully booked. Part of that is some things have closed down in downtown Disney, but part of it is just also Disneyland is becoming just a harder place to visit, I think, from a food and dining perspective. So I'm hoping that starts to ease here in the next few months. But so far, no sign on the horizon of that happening. So for meals, I think we're mostly playing it quick service during the day because we have some favorites in the park. I don't know, Sam, what's for the quick service dining side of things? I don't really have a favorite inside of Disneyland Park. I think all of our favorites over at California Adventure, Any? what are you most looking forward to from a quick service perspective? Well, there's really just two that I'm looking forward to specifically in California Adventure, and that is Pim's Test Kitchen and Flo's. I I think both of those are great quick serve. So I'm looking forward to those for lunch. I'm thinking we might want to go to Cafe Orleans or the one next door to that one. I can't remember that other quick serve over in, uh, in New Orleans Square in Disneyland because that has, I think, a Monte Cristo and some other yummy sandwiches, plus, of course, beignets. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. But I'll be honest, the daytime stuff that I'm looking forward to is more churro and Mickey pretzel based. So um, I could kind of pass on most of the quick serve food in favor of snacking my way through Disneyland, Um, maybe a little Dole Whip action over by the Tiki Room. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, the Tiki Room Dole Whip is probably a good one. I I like the Dole Whip float best because then you get the uh, pineapple juice. I feel like there's some specialty Dole Whips too that I just don't know if they have them at Disneyland or not, but we've been been hearing a lot more about the specialty Dole Whips. So maybe have to check one of those out. Agree Cafe Orleans is a must if for no other reason than some Mickey beignets on this trip. Do love me some Pim's Test Kitchen and some Flo's V8 Cafe. So I think those are definitely going to be on the list. As always in the mornings, we will dutifully go to Starbucks for our coffee and 
and and breakfast sandwiches that we enjoy there to try and stay at least somewhat healthy for one meal during the day. But let's get over to dinner, Sam. So you hit snacks. We talked about lunch. Dinners were slim pickings. And so I think night we get in is late on a Thursday night. We're not planning to eat at Disney. We're planning to go to one of our other favorite local places, which is Raisin Cane's Chicken, which I'm sure we have mentioned on this show before. But in case you haven't heard about it, Raisin Cane's started in Louisiana and has now franchised out to several places. The first place we saw it out west was in Las Vegas. Uh, Now they have come to Anaheim and a few other spots on the west coast. It is basically a restaurant that serves like fresh chicken fingers, fries, Texas toast, and coleslaw. Literally, that is the entire menu. It is some version of a box combo with a different number of chicken fingers as you climb the box. If Chris Bright is out there, she and Sam are in the same camp of double Texas toast, I believe. No? No, I love the coleslaw. Okay, so you and Chris just need to get together for a meal because she does double Texas toast. You want double coleslaw, match made in heaven. I just want all the Raisin Cane sauce I think I can get. But Raisin Cane is a great little, it's a it's a fast food spot. Don't get me wrong. This is not like fancy sit down dining, but it's, it's really good. We think they make some of the best chicken fingers we've ever had. Hashtag maybe even better than Disney Cruise Line. And so we love going there. And so we're going to go there on our first night in because we're getting kind of late and they're open really late. I think they're open until like two o'clock in the morning or something. So we're going to stop there and get some dinner uh, on the way to check into the Grand Cow. All right, we're taking a quick pause here and excited to welcome a new show sponsor to our show who's going to be sponsoring our bonus episodes, at least for the next couple of months, and that is Blisslets. And so if you've not heard of Blisslets before, first, you're probably going to be seeing them on board the Disney ships here pretty soon and being sold in the Disney stores. They are a fabulous alternative to C-bands. So Sam got a chance to check them out on our last cruise. They were kind enough to send her a couple of pairs to try out. Sam suffers from some seasickness and motion sickness at times and has used C-bands in the past to try and alleviate that. And so she decided to give these blisslets a try. The two things Sam loved most about her blisslets were one, they're a much more stylish alternative to the traditional C-bands, but two, they also were better constructed. Uh, she said that she felt like they would hold up a lot better to the wear and tear on board than uh, the C-bands would. So she really liked them. They had a lot of great styles, even have some in leather. Uh, and so really, really nice product that she enjoyed. And she can't wait to try them out again on our cruise coming up here soon. So if you are a traditional C-bands user, but you're looking for something that's just maybe a little bit nicer to wear on board the ship, then head over to blisslets.com and check them out. We highly recommend them. And Sam has really enjoyed the product so far. So head over there, check them out. And thanks to Blisslets for sponsoring this bonus show. So for the rest of the time that we're there, though, we have a couple reservations made. On our first night, I think we have a reservation at Storytellers Cafe, which we have not done dinner at Storytellers. We always do breakfast. So I am a little intrigued to see what dinner looks like at Storytellers. I think there are characters involved, but we're a little unclear on that. I don't know, Sam, I'm excited or just kind of meh to eat dinner at Storytellers Cafe. Kind of like it because it's in the Grand Cal where we're staying. That was kind of the selling point for me. Yeah, so it is a buffet. I believe we actually have eaten there for dinner once before. Yeah, you might not remember it, but I'm pretty sure we ate there for dinner. Maybe that speaks volumes of how memorable it was. Well, I remember them having like a couple of pizzas and like a carving station. And so I have a and and I remember them having a huge like dessert spread. So I feel like the food was pretty good. I don't think there are characters at 
dinner. I think it's, yeah, it's just, I'm looking at the website now and it's just the breakfast that has characters, lunch and dinner don't have characters. But I think it's a decent dinner. I think the other part is it's just really convenient because it, we're staying at the Grand Cal. And so if we don't want to make it a late night that night, or if we want to go back into the park and try and catch World of Color, yeah, if we want to catch World of Color, it's it'll be really easy to do so because we're right there. Yeah. And the no characters thing makes sense because that's why it would still be available anytime I search. So anyway, I'm not super excited about it, but it is what it is. I'll probably stalk the app that day to see if anything else comes up that we might want to take instead. On the next night on, I guess it's uh, Saturday night, I actually have two competing reservations at the moment. One at Catal, uh, which is in downtown Disney. And the other, I just snagged through the mouse dining app. I've also used the Touring Plans Reservation Finder. I think they're both great, uh, but Touring Plans only does Disney World. And so mouse dining also has Disneyland in it. So I've used their app uh, to do some Disneyland reservations and made us a early dinner reservation at Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen. We haven't eaten at Catal before. We have eaten at Ralph Brennan's. I'm not super excited about the Catal menu. I don't know, Sam, if you've had a chance to even look at it yet, but I don't know. The other the other problem I have with it, it does have paella. But the other thing I've been hearing, I think, is Catal is one of the restaurants that's getting ripped out of downtown Disney in favor of some of the new offerings they're going to be putting in, like Dente Fung. I think there's another rest, new restaurant coming to downtown Disney. And so I'm not excited to be eating at the restaurant that's going away. That doesn't give me sort of high marks for it, but I don't know. Wh- which do you think we should do, Sam? Should we give Catal a try before it gets ceremoniously ripped out of Disney? of downtown Disney or should we do Ralph Brennan's that's staying but whose menu will be updated? Is there a none of the above option? (laughs) You don't like the New Orleans food? I do, but I just would, I don't know. I feel like I would prefer something else. I don't know. I'll be honest, between those two, I think I would prefer Ralph Brennan's. I'm looking at the menu for Catal and it looks okay, but it's not, um, I like paella, but the other stuff on the menu doesn't look great to me. So I think I'll probably lean towards Ralph Brennan's if that's our option. But honestly, if if something else opens up, I feel like we might want to even pivot differently. I'm more excited about the following day because the following day we have two reservations. One is kind of an afternoon, I'll call it drink snack reservation because it's at the Magic Key Terrace, which is for Magic Key holders, annual pass holders. And so it's appetizers and drinks. They don't have a full menu, I don't think, but we've got a reservation there for kind of late afternoon. So it won't quite be lunch. We'll probably have to eat something quick serve a little earlier, but I'm excited to check out that spot. Um, And then we've got a dinner reservation at Splitsville, the bowling alley in downtown Disney, which I'm actually excited about that because I know Nate Nathan really enjoyed that the last time that we, we, we've been there once. We did not get to do bowling, but I, I know that he was interested in bowling. So we'll eat dinner and maybe we'll do some bowling after. Yeah, I'm not sure what the situation is with the bowling because it used to be that you had to reserve it. So we might have to look into that beforehand to see if we can even get a reservation for bowling. I did go for Splitsville because the food there was pretty good. Uh, I mean, my favorite downtown Disney restaurant is Tortilla Joe's, to be perfectly honest, because when I'm in California, I want to get Mexican food because, man, you're at the center. Like, if you're not in California and Texas, if you're not getting Mexican food, Tex Mex or just straight up Mexican food, I feel like you're missing something. So, I do love Tortilla Joe's. 
I actually like Ralph Brennan's. We have not tried the Italian restaurant in downtown Disney. I know Sam can't wait for them to open the Dente Fung in downtown Disney. We'll probably spend every day there and not in the parks once it opens because she does love her soup dumplings. I guess we can talk about more of that later. But Splitsville is good, but it's, it's probably not my absolute favorite. I think I do like Ralph Brennan's and Tortilla Joe's in downtown Disney over those two. Little bummed we're not getting to Trader Sam's this time around. We're going to have to wait until our July 4th trip to do that. Although we might wander by there to see if we can get a drink. But in July, we're staying at the Disneyland Hotel, which makes it a little bit easier for us to do. And that brings us to our last day where we do have a reservation at Tortilla Joe's. I think it is for lunch, but we will probably be canceling it because we're going to be doing a... VIP tour. What? What? Yeah. So um, Gina, who we mentioned earlier in the show, has some friends coming out to to spend some time at Disneyland and they have decided to do a bucket list VIP tour and they had some slots left on their tour. And so Sam, Nathan and I will be doing a VIP tour and very much looking forward to it. Although I will say I've developed some trepidation around this VIP tour because Nathan does like to take a midday break, um, usually of an hour or two. And so I, you know, I don't think we're going to be able to, we're definitely not going to do that given what we're spending to do this VIP tour. But I do worry about that creating some, uh, some friction in our day. I don't know, Sam, what do you think? I was thinking that that might be a day where we rent a stroller. I know he's a little bit big for a stroller. He is eight years old, but if he needs to kind of rest instead of the go, go, go with the adults, because it's going to be 10 of us, so we don't really have control over the plan. I was thinking that it, that might be the circumstance, but it's not a whole day for us because we have to leave to head to the airport sort of at the end of the day. So we won't get to do like fireworks and stuff. So it won't be like a complete full day. Yeah. Although the heart of the day, the, the tiring part of the day will be everything leading up to the fireworks. So it does sound like we have a lunch reservation on the VIP tour that they've got some plans for lunch. I don't know what those entail just yet, but yeah, oh, Sam's saying it's quick service. So I don't know. We'll figure that out as we go. We are excited to go back and do another VIP tour. I'll tell you what though, desperately want to get onto a VIP tour at Disney World to see that kind of an experience and be able to move between the parks quickly. I'd love to do like one of these hit all the marquee rides in a day VIP tours at Disney World, but uh, can't justify the cost for just the three of us. So hopefully one day we'll be able to hook up with some folks doing a tour that have some slots open and uh, we can go do that. So I don't know, Sam, anything that we haven't talked about this Disneyland trip that you're looking forward to or have some trepidation around or anything like that? I would say the thing I have trepidation around is I did get some DAS advance passes for Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. And Nathan has done it once before and liked it, but then didn't want to do it again. So those DAS passes might go to waste. But I I would say, and then the other thing I would say I have a little bit of trepidation about is just how Genie Plus is going to work and Lightning Lane and on all of that. So I think we may end up wanting to do a Lightning Lane for Rise of the Resistance and a Lightning Lane for Web Slingers. But I am going to just try and do everything else with Genie Plus and Das Pass. And I will pay for Lightning Lanes all day long to get on the best rides at the park. So hashtag there goes our 401ks. But anyway... Um, Excited to be back down at Disneyland. I think the only other thing I'm trepidatious about is this will be our first flight without masks, without any sort of masks on the air, airplane. I mean, we we will probably wear our masks down. I do not want to get COVID again. That was brutal. Um, and it does seem like it's uh, on the significant uptick in California right now. If I read a news story this morning that said it was like double the rate it was uh, even a few weeks ago. So here's hoping we don't get COVID twice within a 60-day period. 
But otherwise, I'm excited to get back down to Disneyland, excited to have some weekend and some warm weather. It's been not the greatest here in Seattle, although this past weekend was nice. Uh, excited to get some warm weather back to Disneyland, our favorite park to visit. Uh, should be a fun time, and we can't wait to tell you all about it when we get back. So with that, we'll wrap up here and say thanks for listening, everyone out there. We can't wait to tell you all about our trip in the future. See you real soon. Well, thanks as always for listening to our bonus episode this week. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have uh, suggestions for bonus content that we could put out, hey, let us know. Questions, people you'd like us to talk to, that sort of thing. We're always open to show suggestions, so just let us know. So with that, just thanks to everyone out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. Please also be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us those five-star reviews. We love reading the reviews from our listeners and connecting with you in that way, and we love reading them on the main show each week. So head over, leave us those five-star reviews. We've got a few left to read, but we'll run out quickly. So don't miss your chance. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also head over to the DCL Duo vlog and podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. If you'd like even more great content from the DCL Duo, you can browse over to youtube.com slash dclduo to see some of the videos we put up from our vacations. And if you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash dclduo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for helping to defray the cost of this show each and every month. You can also support the show by browsing to touringplans.com slash travel to book your next fabulous Disney vacation. Just let them know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney Family of Theme Parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney Cruise or Disney Vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. Good night.